construction is one of those industries where you don't need to have a degree to be successful, to get your start in it and be a part of this like bigger community. And I love that it extends to roles even like yourselves because you normally hear about it when it's like a superintendent or somebody in the field. So it's cool to see those other areas where that also applies. Welcome to this episode of Space to Build, the podcast that celebrates the voices of hardworking women in construction. In each episode, we discuss a career in construction and explore the skills needed to build holistic success sooner rather than later as an emerging construction professional. Hey, it's Catherine, your host. I started Space to Build in 2020 while I was a superintendent for a general contractor. For years, I craved community and a means to connect with women who felt isolated in the industry. Since November 2020, our stories have been shared in over 40 countries across the globe. These experiences have brought new ideas to the table for both women and men in the industry. While I highlight the voices of women in architecture, engineering, and construction, this podcast is meant to be a resource for anyone, regardless of gender. Today, we're chatting with Stacey Holsinger, a construction marketing expert with 16 plus years of experience behind her. She is also the co-host of the Morning Huddle podcast, which we'll talk more about later. So in this episode, in addition to her career story, we talk about how marketing works in construction, behind the scenes of social media marketing and recruiting opportunities, how you could impact marketing as someone in operations. And if you're curious about how to get started in marketing, especially in the AEC industry, Stacy shares those tips as well. So in this episode, it's super laid back and casual. We jump right in and you'll probably also hear that I was sick during this episode, but I wanted to push through it because I was really excited to bring her into the conversation. All right, let's get started. Oh, real quick, before we launch into this episode, I want to share with you a new opportunity. I'm offering 10% off for an individualized interview workshop where you and I spend an hour sharpening your interviewing skills. We discuss your career goals and tips for maximizing your next interview. Did you know that most interviewers want you to ask questions too? It doesn't always need to be a strict Q&A where you're the one pumping out answers. In this workshop, we highlight your goals and arm you with questions you can take to your next interview. For the next 25 people to sign up for this one-on-one workshop, they'll receive a 10% discount. Please email me at katherine at spacetobuild.co to start your customized interview plan. Who is Stacy as a human being? Well, I would say I'm a lifelong learner. I'm usually always on the go, doing something, meeting somebody, learning about something. Love to explore. Wife, mother of a four-year-old little boy, artist, and I do kickboxing. I think not know the last one about you. How long have you been doing kickboxing? Well, I started with cardio kick maybe like 10 years ago, but I got really into it about four years ago. And I love it. I actually kind of want to up my game and get into the ring. I don't know if that's smart for someone who's in their 40s at this point, but (laughs) I am considering it because I always want to be challenged and I just think it would be really fun. So we'll see. Do you think something like that's helped build your own confidence? Oh, definitely. I think exercise is such a great release to make you mentally stronger, creativity-wise too, and just take a a break. I was never good at taking breaks when it comes to like developing ideas. I would always 
get in the zone. So when you step out and do some exercising and then come back to it, it really, really helps. And yes, it definitely builds your confidence. You know, you keep getting better at that skill that you pick. So love it. What brought you into this industry? That's such a tough question, but I didn't choose construction necessarily. I was a very confused early 20-year-old. I know a lot of my friends were focusing on, you know, meeting their love of the life and settling down, being parents and things like that. And I was not. I was so determined to figure out what I wanted to do career-wise at that time. And no one was going to stop me. It was a struggle. I just hated being confused. I changed my major four times. I went to four different colleges, which I don't recommend. I was wasting a lot of time and energy. And someone had told me, you know, try internships. Try just getting your feet wet in different organizations. Maybe that can provide you some clarity. And it definitely did. Um, But while I was trying to figure out what my skills, my interests, and talents were. Um, I went back to community college. They were the only college that actually helped me. They made me take this elaborate test. And they were saying, because I was an art major for a long time, and then graphic design major. And then they said, you know, marketing seems to be the perfect fit for you because you're business-minded, plus you have the creativity skills. So once I changed my major to that, it was like I was rolling. And then I was trying to find someone to hire me. And a lot of the marketing ad agencies wouldn't hire me because I hadn't graduated yet. So I just answered an ad in a home building company and they said yes to me. Even though you didn't have that formal background solidified, you didn't graduate yet, like they're still willing to give you that opportunity. So what is your current role? So right now I own Steel Toe Communications. It's a marketing consulting company. I work with a lot of small and mid-sized contractors that can't afford to hire a full-time marketing person. They usually need help with award submissions or print ads, website, whether it's rebranding or updating a website or finding a photographer or videographer for certain milestones that they want to highlight proposals, presentations, lots of stuff that are kind of like little nuggets that pop up that they need help with, you know, that maybe they can't afford to hire someone full-time to navigate their marketing all year long, but they do need some guidance, whether like an expo is coming up and they're like, can you design a banner for me? Or we need new business cards or something like that. They definitely need that resource. So we're happy to do that for them. Awesome. How long have you been in business? So I've actually only been in business for two years now, but I've uh, worked with so many companies over the years, at least I think we're going on like 16 years now. So I decided to start my business during COVID, which is crazy and risky. Um, I wanted to do it years prior, but I didn't think the construction industry was open-minded with working with someone virtually and then COVID hit. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, well, she can do her job from wherever and it makes sense. And um, it's just skyrocketed really. It's been such a great experience. I have clients nationwide now 
Um, we're doing really, really well, better than I had planned and kind of wish I started a little bit earlier, but everything fell into place and we're rocking and rolling. <laughs> so awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So how does marketing and construction differ from other industries? I would say a little bit slower, um, slower for a lot of reasons. There's some stigma, you know, these, a lot of owners have said, we've built our business off relationships. We don't need marketing. I hear that sometimes. But the younger up and coming owners, once their parents retire, usually it's family oriented, but not all the time. They're the ones that grew up in the digital age. So they know like, okay, well, we need to jump on board with social media, like, or people aren't going to discover us. And we need to be represented online for the same reasons. So they get it a little bit more. So in the last, like, God, five years, I've noticed a huge need for B2B commercial construction marketing, which as in the past, it wasn't, you know, so prominent. So we're a little slow of adapting to that stuff. I, I think another thing is people are afraid to share in B2B construction marketing. And you need to be a little bit more vulnerable about your industry if you really want that attention and share your story. And if if you're on any social like LinkedIn or anything, you'll see the younger business owners, they're sharing their struggles and their wins and their successes. And that's what's generating attention. And it's also building relationships and people want to work with those businesses that are more transparent. Mm-hmm. So just just trying to be more transparent in your marketing. Like nothing you have is secret, really. Like I hear that all the time. Well, I don't want them to find out about our prices. Guess what? Your competition already knows what prices. Like people talk. So nothing's really secret anymore. And, um, you know, even if you have like a fab shop or some kind of software, like sharing that stuff, you still have a different team um, that you can't emulate in-house. Like you could have two companies that both invested in the software, but your team might be better at implementing and actually using the software, whereas the other team's not. It's still okay to be transparent, share these things and be competitive. Just for our listeners, in case you're not sure what B2B is, do you mind explaining that? Yeah. So I work uh, business to business marketing. So basically you're working with multiple decision makers within a business and organization. So when when you think of B2C, business to consumer marketing, that's like home building or residential services where you're marketing directly to the homeowner. When it's business to business, there's multiple decision makers in a room that are judging your company and coming together collectively to make a decision whether or not to use your company on this big project, a school project, museum, whatever. So it would be like a subcontractor to a GC, basically. Correct. Yes. Okay. So speaking of these different roles and these different players, what type of people do you interact with? I would assume that you probably spend some time with business development. Do you talk to a lot of the estimating, the field team, like those types of team players? Yeah, I love this question because I think a lot of young marketers want to take the easy way and just interact with like one person in the organization. And that's not the way to market 
someone's company successfully. Like you really have to get your hands dirty. You have to not only talk to the owners and be a part of their strategic planning meetings. You have to stay on track with their company mission, values, vision, really understand the voice that they want to portray out, you know, into the world. But you're going to be dealing a lot with the project managers and superintendents because they're the ones that have the latest information and updates about the projects, like percentage complete, milestones they're celebrating, anything, any big news, like if they're hoisting up, you know, crazy equipment in D.C. and they're shutting down the roads, that's like a big day that a marketing Mm -hmm. professional should participate in. So you want to have really good relationships with the field. Like you were saying, business development, they always need help with if they're doing presentations or they're speaking at conferences. They're really good with speaking, but they might need some help with uh, brochures or promotional materials, design of the presentation, that kind of thing. And then HR, you're also interacting with for a lot of reasons. It could be internal marketing if you're helping them get a message out about any employee relations like healthcare benefits, just overall news and like an employee newsletter for building up that employee morale and interaction and communication, community service stuff that you want them to participate in, any events coming up. And then most importantly, recruiting. HR needs a lot of support for marketing when it comes to recruiting. So usually just simplifying that message, making it easy for people to apply, things like that. But yeah, the marketing role, you're dealing with a lot of different people if you're doing it right in an organization. Yeah. So speaking of HR and recruitment, that's such a big topic right now. What are some things that you've done to help that on the recruitment side that maybe people aren't thinking about right now? I think people should really consider social media, particularly, well, LinkedIn, but Facebook. Facebook gives you the opportunity to really zero in on the project manager, the area, the interest that they're in that might be a good fit for your company. Now, you can't dial so deep because of EEO regulations and things like that. But you can put out ads on there to attract them to your Facebook page and then put a separate ad so they can see that you're hiring. But I don't think people are taking enough advantage of that. I know people are using Indeed, but maybe try to switch it up a little bit and build up your audience on social because people do refer other people when they see your social content. And, you know, so I think that's something to try. It's a good point, too. And even if it doesn't hit your ideal employee, someone can see that and be like, oh, that reminds me of so-and-so. Let me tag them in this real quick. And it's the most effortless thing you can do because all they have to do is go in and comment somebody else's name. And then this potential new hire is suddenly exposed to you. I love that. So you've kind of already alluded to some of these things, but what are some key skills that you've needed to be successful in marketing and construction? The number one thing is to be friendly, patient, and kind. Our industry, they're working on monuments. I mean, hospitals, schools, big time things. So as a marketer, you have to be very, there's a lot of deadlines as a marketer to get things accomplished. But Mm -hmm. 
your deadlines might not always meet the work that they have. I mean, as a marketer, we're not saving lives here. And the construction industry, they're essential. What they're doing is amazing. So if they don't meet your deadlines, you can't get frustrated. You have to be respectful. Just be consistent with your follow-up. That's the biggest thing. So I think most marketers will agree with me. Like the follow-up is such a pain, but it needs to happen. You have to constantly remind them of the deadlines because they're in the field working. They're not at their computers, you know? And so following up, following up, that's what you got to do. It's it's a pain, but you got to keep doing it to get the content that you need and want. Is there anything that you found that helps encourage the project team to keep you more up to date and more involved in the progress of a job? It's more on the back end, but asking the owner or it's usually the owner for a list of projects and a list of the contact information for the teams and then just staying in contact with them and also building relationships with them. Don't just stand behind a computer, but actually show up to some meetings so they understand the importance and explain the importance of why you're posting things on social media. It's because we need to recruit people to this industry or, you know, we don't want to just talk about how great we are. We want to show how great we are, those kind of things. And that motivates them to give you content. So where have you been learning all these more recent marketing skills? Is there like a an organization that you're a part of or some kind of online resource that you're constantly tuned into? It's a combination of so many things. So most of what I learned over the last 16 years or so is on the job, just seeing something, hearing about it. And thankfully, there's Google and the internet. You can literally learn about anything. So I've taught myself watching YouTube videos Then there's also, like you were saying, online communities, which are really helpful. I was a part of social media marketing world. They have a private Facebook group that you can ask any question and people are just so helpful. It's like a forum. Attending those, you know, big conferences in the associations and also outside. Having mentors has been such a huge help just to really understand the construction industry So I have two mentors. I have one that was my long-term boss, but I can literally call him. He's so reliable, picks up the phone. Um, Any question I have, I never feel stupid asking him a question, which is super helpful. Then I have another mentor who ran a consulting business for so many years. And same thing, I can pick up the phone anytime and ask her just overall business questions. And she has helped me, you know, walk through that. And then I have discussions with strangers on LinkedIn that ends up being my friends or you. Like, you know, I met a lot of people online over the last two years that have helped my business tremendously. And that's just because I'm open to meeting people. And I've, you know, now that I'm doing a lot of digital marketing, I can't really get out there like I used to network face-to-face. Now I'm doing a lot of networking virtually. Like I just don't really say no to not meeting anyone unless I know it's definitely going to be a sales pitch, which, you know, you get those all the time on LinkedIn. But, you know, just being open, taking courses, constantly learning, 
There's different avenues to take. What can somebody do in operations to help promote the company and why would it be important for them to help promote the company? So I would suggest make sure you have a representative from each of your departments attend your strategic planning meeting because everyone really should have a say at the table of or at least provide some type of insight, insight from your department at these meetings, whether it's HR, estimating, engineering, representation from the field, marketing, all that stuff. They have to all be on the same board because those are that's your leadership team. So, and that trickles down. So make sure that they know and understand your mission, values, vision. A lot of companies, especially the small businesses, don't probably have an elevator pitch, but that's really important. And your whole organization should know your elevator pitch. And that's just basically three to five sentences when someone asks you, oh, who do you work for? Make sure you know who, what, where, when, why you do things. It's it's really important to showcase not only the services that you provide, but where you provide those services. Because some people just assume that maybe like locally we're in the DMV, that you just maybe do work in Maryland, D.C., Virginia. But you might have offices in Texas and Florida. Um, so... And being able to answer those questions really quickly really helps market the company and all employees should be on the same. Some employees don't even know like simple stuff about an organization that they've been working at for 10 years, which is crazy. And that's why the elevator pitch is really important that everybody, you know, knows and understands where they work and why they do what they do. Such a good point. So I'm going to switch gears here and we're going to jump into the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Coffee or tea? Chai tea. That just sounds so cozy right now. It is. <laughs> What's your favorite footwear brand for work? So I don't have a favorite footwear brand. I'm more of a style girl. And I saw two girls on LinkedIn recently that are creating like fitted clothing for women. And I know women are so excited about this. And I want to see more styles for steel toe boots, obviously. Love that. Favorite tool for work? Um, a lot of graphic designers are going to hate me for this one, but I'm going to say Canva. And <laughs> I feel like I am allowed to say that because I am trained in Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign. But Canva is like a game changer. It really is. And my clients are completely happy with it. You, you still need the background and I still outsource people for, you know, various projects. I had a project where someone wanted me to develop like a mascot for their company, which is really fun. Um, or logo design. I would definitely hire a graphic designer. But there are so many things you can do now, like presentations like screw PowerPoint. I'm sorry. Like I'm still doing PowerPoints for some people, but I mean, you can make real changes in real time. You can do so many things in Canva. It's inexpensive. It's user-friendly. It's a game changer. Yeah. So and I the freebie options for Canva are pretty fantastic themselves. You get pretty far off of Canva. You can. Yeah. What are you currently reading or listening to? So it took me a while to admit that I am not a book reader. I feel like 
there's so much pressure on being a book reader, but I just, I, I don't know if it's all those years of college. I just burnt myself out studying. Um, but I'm a more short story reader and I read all day long, like construction dive, building Washington, construction owner, ENR, all of those industry publications that give me like an article to a glimpse of what's going on. And that's how I stay in the know. What is one piece of advice that you have for someone interested in learning more about marketing in the construction industry? I get this question a lot because I am so passionate with helping people in college and right out of college figure it out. I have an intern now, Alexa. She's amazing. She's majoring in sports marketing, which cracks me up. I was thinking there's no construction marketing majors. Like, how did sports get a marketing major, like an individual marketing major? Like, that's not fair. Um, <laughs> but I converted her. She's going to stick with construction. She just told yes. me the other day. So excited. Um, but I guide all the young professionals. They probably don't know about SMPS, which I know you do, Society of Marketing Professional Services. They have chapters all across the United States. So if you want to learn about construction marketing or you're considering it, you know, join a chapter, attend one of their events. They have continuing education, certifications. You're networking with people that are architecture, engineering, construction firms. It's such a great start to figure out if construction marketing is for you. So that's that's what I would suggest. Awesome. That sounds like an invaluable resource for people to Google. How can our listeners connect with you? I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. We do a podcast called The Morning Huddle I with my partner, Chad Prinky, and we meet Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and we talk to industry professionals, all different topics. It's a great resource for especially entry-level beginners, not even that, even owners, just to learn the new trends of various different topics in construction. Thank you so much for being on this show today. I really appreciate having you here. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you so much for being here today. If you would like to chime in on the conversation, you can find us online at space2build.co. Yes, it's .co. We are also on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at space2build. When you have a moment, do you mind leaving a review for this podcast? I read your reviews at the end of each episode, and I'm constantly looking for ways to improve. Any ideas to improve your experience will be more than welcome. And remember, you belong here. There is so much space for you in our industry.